picture of this fucking DVD set has got to be the most controversy I've ever seen. <laughs> it's fun. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Star Wars gives us some new vehicles to look at. <laughs> Ooh, those will be toys, I guess. <laughs> yes, uh, that's that's coming up. Netflix gives us a little information about the Defender shows, the individual shows leading mm. up to the, that. All right. All right, cool. We're going to talk about that. And then what the hell is going on in DC right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know and more. So Yes. So sometimes I use our own show as a tool for myself of keeping up with the news because I feel like sometimes if you don't get in on this stuff as soon as it starts developing, it's just like, you know, normal news out there, even with politics. Like it's gone too fast and you're already too far out of the loop that you're just like, how am I even going to catch up? So I know there was a lot of DC news this week, especially pertaining to the Joker that I just couldn't jump on quick enough. And now it's like developed into this like whole huge thing. And I don't even know what's going on. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to wait till Sunday and Chris is going to tell me what's going on. That's right. Mike's just going to react to the news this week. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't know what's going on, but it's kind of like a TV show. You know, you can't, if you missed like three episodes, you got to binge watch it when it's done. So hopefully this news, you you know, we can just binge it right now and get it over with. Yeah, that's the, that's our only hope, Chris. Yeah, that's that's what I can hope for. Um, I I do I do want to pose a question to you while we're on air, Mike, because okay, I, I've been thinking about this. Next week is Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. When are we going to release our show? Do you want to do it Sunday? You want to do it Monday? As as far as I know, I have no special plans for uh, the Labor Day weekend. I think originally my wife, who is a who is an outdoors woman who loves camping, I think we were going to try to secure a campsite that weekend, but we had to end up uh, pushing it another week. So I'm I'm free and open. I think we can release this as normal. Okay. Well, I'm I'm go- I might I might throw out a, a, a wrench in that plans and maybe <laughs> suggest a Monday because I can officially say in superhero slate continuity. That I will be moving into my own house this week. Oh, nice! And getting situated is definitely going to take more than just a couple days. I feel. <laughs> I like how you asked me what we should do, and then you were just like, "It doesn't matter what Mike's going to say because I'm going to tell him well, we can't do if it." If <laughs> you had plans, I was going to make it work. Oh. But since you you're kind of like whatever, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make do a I decision. Ha- do I have plans, Chris? The only thing I had to bring to the show this week was I made marshmallows on Friday night, so. I don't got a whole lot going you on. Made, at the end like, of the like you made here. your own marshmallows, or you yeah. like cooked marshmallows over a fire. No, you homemade marshmallows. I had never had homemade marshmallows before. Okay, so I'm just gonna get into it real quick. Well, before. the hell with me moving. Tell me about these marshmallows yeah, before we talk about your house. Congratulations, whatever. A millennial that bought a house. You're freaking nature. Okay, I'm, I'm killing the real estate industry. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. But um, there is a a very hyper localized seasonal treat in northern indiana it it, it doesn't get more location-based time-based for a snack than that um it's called chocolate charlie 
And basically what it is, it's like a plastic tray with like peanuts and marshmallows thrown in there. And then it's like covered in chocolate. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. But I realized very quickly after I had asked my wife if she ever had it before, if I asked some other people if they ever heard about it, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, I had to Google it because I was like, oh, maybe I can make it myself, find a recipe online. Uh, so, so I was surprised I even found a recipe considering it's only made like within like a couple towns of the area I grew up in. And no one's ever heard of it before. I've never so, heard of it. So I was just like, well, if, I'm, if we're going to make it from scratch, I'm going to make the marshmallows from scratch, which I had never done before. So it's pretty easy. It's more technique-based, you know, not much of a recipe exactly going on there, but it's pretty good. Homemade marshmallows are pretty delicious. They 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 have a very similar f- flavor profile to what you're going to buy in the store, but it just it's just more flavorful there. It's just like when you make anything else homemade. It just it feels more like straightforward. Like you're getting right down to the flavor a lot quicker. You so. a- you accidentally put too much of one thing in and, and that's what you <laughs> taste. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the DIY homemade marshmallows. If anybody wants out there wants to give it a shot, I I highly recommend it. But Chris, that's all I that's all I really did this weekend, man. I was gonna try to watch Deadpool. I was gonna try to rewatch that, but I got stuck watching cartoons like i usually do so um, are you an adult it doesn't sound like no, you're an adult you're eating marshmallows and watching cartoons <laughs> chris i'm definitely not an adult oh that's good that makes two of us in um <laughs> but yeah i mean that sounds that sounds delicious I mean, are you going to try to wa- we're gonna talk about this later are you gonna try to watch the inhumans next weekend i i think i'm gonna have to attempt to give it a shot i don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's enough to get my wife interested in it. So usually if uh, my partner in crime is not too hyped for a showing of something, usually I hit it up on a Saturday morning. So okay. I'm, I'm, curi- I'm curious what the Saturday morning crowd for an Inhumans TV IMAX screening but happens to be in a movie theater is going to be. It's a very weird type of screening, so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. You'll, you'll be the only one. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, no, five. Five is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so that's what I got. So, okay, well, that's cool. That means we got some stuff going on next weekend. I, I've been putting things in boxes all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, boxes on boxes. I'm surrounded by boxes. Our, our kitchen <laughs> is in boxes. We're eating out of paper plates uh, for the rest of the week because uh, between me and my wife both working, uh, we were like, we're not going to do anything after after we get home. So uh, we, are, we are living out of boxes for the next week. And hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood, if they do not mess up the internet you know, transition from one place to another... We will be ready to roll uh, Sunday or Monday. We'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll talk as we get Chris closer. has his priorities straight. He's packing up his pop vinyls ahead of time, making mm-hmm. sure his internet connection is ready so he can keep the podcast going. So even Labor Day and moving houses is not going to stop us. No, no. It, you, it's it's going to take – not even a hurricane in Texas is going to make us stop from recording this show, which has nothing to do with us because we're not even close to it. <laughs> but but yes, so I mean, you you, you pointed out I I have my priorities straight. My wife was like, no, we we need these plates and bowls and stuff to eat off of. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we can take those with us too. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll figure that out as we go. But other than that, it's been a pretty non-eventful weekend. But we did have a lot of news over the week that we got to get into, Mike, because we got a yes. lot here. Please catch me up, Chris. So we're going to start off with the DC Extended Universe news. This is mm-hmm. a big category of news here. So we're, we're going to talk it all out one at a time. First and foremost, Jared Leto, if I said yesterday, do you think he'll continue to be the Joker? Would you have said yes or no? What do you think? <laughs> I think I, w- I would have said no just because the last... We, I, the last I heard about Jared Leto and the Joker was him doing some sort of press 
and he was not speaking positively of Suicide Squad or being in those movies. So I just figured this this big name Academy Award winning actor who also has like I'm pretty sure his band. Um, uh, 30 Seconds what, from Mars. 30 Seconds from Mars. I'm pretty sure they've won Grammys. So this dude's got plenty of stuff going on. I figured if he was involved in the franchise that wasn't going well, he just would have skipped town. And we hadn't heard anything out of his mouth for, what, over a year, I would almost say. So I would just would have told you they're just going to write the Joker out. Or I think they were talking about like a like maybe like origin movie of the Joker. So maybe they could do somebody new. I don't even know, man. Well, that's fine. So apparently as of this week, Jerry Leto has signed on for three more DC movies. Whoa. <laughs> and he is uh, in an interview this week. He was talking very highly of working on suicide squad. Uh, that escalated very quickly. I'm guessing there is a, uh, some nice paychecks involved. A lot of zeros at the end of that dollar <laughs> sign. Um, so he has signed on for suicide squad Two, mm-hmm. Gotham city sirens. Okay. And a Joker and Harley film, which is now in the works as well. Jeez. Okay. What, what makes them think tripling down on the Joker is a good idea? I believe that they have, despite what we wanted to think about Wonder Woman, they did not learn their lessons. <laughs> and the money, the residuals, I think Suicide Squad made more money than Batman v Superman last year overall. Uh-huh. And they're saying, you know what? This is making us lots of money. This is the direction we need to go. And um, that's kind of what has led to them being like, all right, let's just kind of shotgun blast the Joker (laughs) and all the franchises we can and see what we get. Yeah, there's kind of a few things I can pull out of this news uh, where so this is going to be the new regime over there at Warner Brothers that are making these decisions. So at the very least, at least they're pulling the somewhat positive things out of the Suicide Squad movie. You know, we saw positives in Harley Quinn. I think I think maybe there was some positives there in, in in the Joker. You know, we just hate those stupid tattoos on his face. So, you know, maybe this kind of wild card version of the Joker, maybe it could possibly work out. But, you know, you can't really pull Harley Quinn out of there and spin her off maybe without a little bit more Joker. So you can't get rid of him entirely. Obviously, he's Batman's number one villain. So I feel like you're just kind of stuck with this version of the Joker that you made. Maybe we can find a way to fix him, make him better. And also, all of this talk about, you know, these Suicide Squad movies and spinoffs. I haven't heard a single peep out of Warner Brothers or any of these other actors about El Diablo coming back. I don't even remember if the Enchantress survived or lived. Rick Flagg maybe rolling back in there. So not a peep from from the characters that we don't really give any shit about even like killer croc which i think technically his quote-unquote costume what that won them the oscar for that movie right which is something really something did, yeah. really weird to say it, it was an oscar winning movie that is a good point to, to bring up as well it's just just really bizarre to say oscar and suicide squad in the, in the same sentence but so at least unless it's Oscar they, the Grouch because it's in the trash. <laughs> oh, oh, so at least if they have to keep this movie rolling, at least they're pulling the good parts out. Uh, maybe this new regime at Warner Brothers will learn the lesson when it comes to letting maybe the director do their job and do their role and not listening so much to like this these test screenings. Maybe let a director carry out their vision with these characters. Maybe things will possibly turn out better. That's what I would hope for. And I, I would also say, even though I hate those dumb tattoos on his face, I do like Jared Leto in general. He's a good performer. And his Joker... It's it's interesting. I just think it needs to be worked a lot better. He was just kind of inconsequential to the last Suicide Squad movie. So why were we ever supposed to care about him being on screen? So maybe maybe with maybe we'll get like a nice little uh, a nice little after credit scene 
of Justice League where he gets laser tattoo removal what? on his forehead. Wait, what's that? You didn't <laughs> use the words, I hate the Joker, so that means you obviously loved him. So we're going to talk about some more Joker movies they're making over there. Oh, Chris, I hate you. <laughs> One of them is called Mad Love. This is the Joker Harley film where it's a, I don't know if it's a, a like a, cri- a romance crime film is what it was described as. And uh, the, 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 the work, this might be a working title rather than the actual title, but they're calling it Mad Love. And uh, they've g- tapped Glenn Ficarra and John Requa to write and direct this, um, who did the movie Crazy Stupid Love. Um, so <laughs> Crazy crazy Stupid Love, I, is that the movie with... Um, I believe... Uh, I can't remember. I, uh, uh, I want to say Steve the, Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell, um, Emma Stone... Uh, and um, the the, the handsome Moore. guy, and the handsome guy, uh, he's going to be in Blade Runner. Oh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. That's who actually is a with really good... who is with Jared Leto in that movie. Actually. Yeah. So Crazy Stupid Love is actually a, a really good movie. If you need like a good romantic comedy to watch with your uh, with your spouse or your loved one, that's actually a really good one to pick. It actually ha- kind of has like a twist at the end, which is surprising. You don't expect kind of twist endings or twists in any sort of romantic comedy. So I, I would recommend that movie. But what I was going to say is uh, I believe Mad Love is an original story to the Batman animated series. I think, just because we all know Harley Quinn originated in the Batman animated series. So unless, like, she was invented there, and then she quickly spun off in the comic books, and then it was a comic book story, and then it rolled back into the animated series. But I believe it is originally the animated series. I've actually read the original uh, screenplay for that uh, episode of Batman the Animated Series, and it's really interesting. It's really cool. It's all about how Harley Quinn kind of ends up turning on the joker but she's actually kind of double crossing batman she basically reaches out to batman saying that she's tired of all this craziness she wants to go back to being a normal person you know the joker's gone too far he's going to destroy the whole city i need your help batman and then she kind of turns on batman at the last second she kidnaps batman to prove to joker that she's actually uh uh, on his side so it's a really interesting story obviously it all unfolds over like 22 minutes but i think that would be a really cool uh movie idea well so i think actually think it's a i think it's a, a comic book i think it's a one uh, just a single one shot comic because i remember seeing this at the comic book store mm-hmm. uh so i don't think I, but i think it's the origin, like kind of a more of an origin but like whatever like yeah i, I get what you're saying like like harley's renouncing the joker kind of thing uh mm-hmm. so but I, but i do think it was done by in the in the animated style by Paul Dini, who who ran the show, so yeah, yeah. I just looked it up right now because I wanted to speak a little bit more eloquently about oh, okay. it. It looks, yeah, it looks like the comic book series. It was written by Paul Dini, but it, it was uh, uh it was inked uh, by uh, Bruce Tim, and it was also written in in connection with Bruce Tim. So I think it's kind of in that Bruce Tim universe for sure. Okay, is, is does she have like um a, a revolver on the cover of it? Like, um, I don't know because it's always hard looking up uh, covers of comic books because there's always the alternate covers. But yeah, she has like that, that stubby little revolver. Oh, okay, cool. I, I mean, I've seen this in the comic book store recently. I think I think it just came in. I think it's a big issue. Mm. Um, so so that's cool. Uh, I mean, it, again, if, if these guys did crazy stupid love, you say it's good. I mean, I feel like to me, like oh, crazy check, stupid great love check. That's exactly the three things you need for this <laughs> Harley Quinn Joker story. Um, but I mean, I, to me, I don't care. I mean, they just need to do something, but don't oversaturate me with Harley Quinn and Joker stuff. Like mm-hmm. there are other, there's a whole universe of DC characters. If Marvel can pull off a talking raccoon 
in Guardians of the Galaxy, who is nobody, you don't need to rely on the same characters over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I will save it here till our uh, to, till our very last bit of news here in the DCEU because I you know I want to I want to um, bury the lead a little bit, but my opinion on a lot of this is predicated on what we're going to talk about here last. But uh, you know I'll wait here. We got a couple more things to talk about. Okay, great. So on top of that, we talked about Gotham City Sirens, a movie like a kind of like a spinoff of uh, Suicide Squad. This focuses on like uh, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman, I think. Um, yes. has been Fem- female villain movie basically, and and is it's supposed to be done by the guy who I think David Ayer who did, um, did he do Suicide Squad I believe? Uh, yes, and he's got Bright coming out in December on Netflix. Yes, so everyone's like oh, it's canceled, and we reported it's not canceled. That he's still working on it, but what's going on? So apparently it was delayed by the studio to be mm-hmm. like I think Mad Love is being fast tracked. Uh, since it has a comic it's based on, I think that they're going to work on that one a little quicker than try to come up with a Gotham City Siren story and get that going. And, uh-huh. and stuff so um it's delayed but not canceled so and and hopefully that we'll we'll see that some more information later i guess at the end of the day none of this none of this has been confirmed by dc or wb so we're all kind of speculating here what the news was yeah well i mean it's really confusing trying to uh make sense of all of these different movies because they all kind of seem to possibly have the joker in them like you said they're all kind of villain based but they're all based off a very bad start when it came to suicide squad just kind of like how the whole dcu kind of started off on a bad foot with uh man of steel so i i mean who knows if they're gonna be able to write this shit man yeah i I don't know um the next one was probably the biggest news this week um a joker standalone movie is in the works an origin film if you will maybe um produced by martin scorsese uh which (laughs) when you hear that in the same sentence what do you think it's Uh, just as weird as saying uh um suicide squad oscar (laughs) yeah so um this is what really spawned a lot of this news this week is that the joker movie being produced by martin scorsese a standalone origin film they would not have jared leto as the joker and it would not exist in the DC Extended Universe being one of the first movies to take place outside of this continuity that they were trying to build to match Marvel. I mean, what 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 is going on? What what are you guys doing over there? It's like they're already starting to backpedal. Um, it's just like you kind of got to commit at least for a little bit. I mean, you got a good movie. You made Wonder Woman. You have proved that you can take these DC characters to the screen. You can put them in a somewhat continuity and, and it works. So I don't understand, like, if you're going to go back in time and basically do an origin of the Joker, which I guess you could consider maybe bring, being a prequel, like, you don't really have to connect it super hardcore to the universe. I mean, just don't do anything crazy where you have to, like, redo all these characters. Like, don't put Superman flying back there in the background of your movie because, you know, Superman wasn't well, Superman I, yet in that time. To 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 tag onto that, I think they're... I saw Wonder Woman could work as a prequel standalone film uh-huh. and that's why they're they're working on this like they were like oh we got one winner it was a prequel and it stood <laughs> alone so that's that's obviously the recipe for success i mean do we even want an origin of the joker do we do we care where he came from do we even want to sympathize with his past you know isn't he just supposed to be like the crazy clown i i i, I honestly it's one of those things, like, when you gave us the, the history of Darth Vader, he became less intimidating. <laughs> when you give us the history of another character, such as the Joker, Batman's ultimate villain, 
he will essentially become less intimidating. Yeah. I mean, wasn't that like really the coolest part about um, the Joker in, in the Dark Knight and Christopher Nolan's movies where every person he came across and he told him how he got his scars, the story was always a little different. So you're kind of curious, like what really happened to this guy in his past? Is he just legit insane and did this to himself? Did someone do it to him? His story is always changing. It's just very interesting. And you just, you just saw like this just random, just four of nature on the screen which made him like really scary like when i watched that movie for the for the first time in theaters when it came out years ago uh when when he's just standing there in the middle of the street and he wants batman to run him over he just wants him to hit him i believed him i legitimately believed that the joker no matter what happened in the universe was not going to step out of the way of that motorcycle because he was so crazy and like I didn't know anything about his motivations. He was just a nut. So if we go back in time, I mean, I know the Joker does kind of have an origin a little bit in uh, some of the comic books out there. There I've are heard there that, currently there are three Jokers. Yeah, so which one do you yeah, want to pick from? Yeah, I've heard he's got some different origins. The one I know of is when he became like you know the first kind of quote unquote Red Hood for the mob. He fell into some vat and stuff. So he's kind of like a, a guy down on his luck that kind of got turned to crime and he was just kind of naive so i mean like i just want like a normal like kind of crazy joker i don't think i need a background for him to get punched in the face by batman i think i think we're both on the same page we don't need to go backwards to move forward so stop doing but, this this is yeah, like a, but if, this is star wars syndrome right here don't go backwards yeah, go forwards but if we did, don't confuse the hell out of me and make it a standalone origin movie. It's almost just like they're backpedaling like, oh, remember when we used to just make one-off movies and they weren't connected to anything and that still made us money? Let's just do that so we don't have to worry about how Martin, we connect Martin Scorsese this to wants to do a Joker film. We'll, we'll, <coughs> we'll move mountains to make this happen. and It doesn't have to follow in our continuity. Just make the movie kind of thing. But that kind of goes back to the thing you said earlier, like, just let the directors make their movies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a, I think that's a double-edged sword on, on my behalf. I'm like, but I still don't want it. So <laughs> I don't know how worth it. And then lastly, on the Extended Universe front, there was a big rumor this week that the Batman was not going to exist in the DC Extended Universe. Mm-hmm. However, the director, Matt Reese has gone to say, yes, it will be in the Extended Universe. But coupled along with this rumor and not touched on by Reeves is Ben Affleck is possibly out as the Batman going forward. Yes. So this right here, this is what I really wanted to talk about this week. So this kind of uh, doubles and uh, folds back into the news we were talking about with the standalone Joker movie not being in the universe. Um, There seems to be a lot of unease over here in the DCEU which I was a little surprised about because, you know, Wonder Woman was strong. It made so many headlines, you know. It it did so well in so many different categories. Everything was working out really well for them (laughs) to the point where people were shutting down James Cameron for, I guess, saying some dumb stuff that we won't talk about this week. Um, But And then we were just kind of crossing our fingers, crossing our toes, sitting on our hands, you know, waiting for Justice League to come out. If it was just moderate success and it didn't offend us, you know, I I think we would consider the DCEU ship righted on the right course. You know, two movies in a row that, you know, we're all right. One of them was pretty good. We're having a pretty good year over here at Warner Brothers. But then you hear all these rumors about, like, is, is Ben Affleck out? Are they going to start making movies that aren't in this continuity, that aren't connected to any of this stuff? Like, it sounds like people are starting to backpedal. I mean, uh, Ben Affleck, go look at his freaking directing uh, Rotten Tomato uh, scores or IMDb page. Like, he makes really, really good movies that win Oscars, and he's kind of stuck in this really stinky, smelly franchise. It makes me think that 
makes me think that he's starting to see how this Justice League movie is turning out, and he is not liking it. So I don't think all this news bodes well for the end of the year when Justice League comes see, out. See, I, I, I think you're jumping to conclusions with Justice oh, yeah. League. Oh, I am jumping to conclusions, but and I have simply no because, apologies. Simply <laughs> because, I mean, Ben Affleck has been wishy-washy since the rumor was he's not directing and writing the Batman anymore. And then mm-hmm. he was like, nah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I am. And then the next week he's like, nah, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, he may have been bitten by Batman v Superman, but I, I don't know what would stop him going forward other than, you know, he just he just is tired of maybe all the coverage. Because mm-hmm. pick a week where we've not had a DC headline this year, pretty much. Like, <laughs> they've made news, some good, some good mostly bad. Uh, a lot of a lot of hands changing, a lot of different things going on. But mm-hmm. you think he's just tired of that? Everyone just like it's a very you have to be. It's an overly critical role. Like everyone has Batman that they know and love, and if you don't meet it by one inch, like everyone, like comic book minority is the loudest minority. I think. <laughs> yeah. So well, and they they kind of lucked out a little bit when it comes to Batman, just because the mythology mythology of Batman has kind of lots of people that'll kind of step up and take his place if need be. You know, you got Nightwings out there, you got different Robins. Uh, uh, they kind of talked about maybe going in the past and telling you know Batman stories when he was younger. And if you recast that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, no one's gonna believe Ben Affleck is you know in his like you know late 20s anymore or like 30s you know trying to be batman uh so that kind of makes sense there but moving forward you what do you do about justice league 2 you know the third justice league movie like can you imagine those movies without a batman i mean i know batman kind of technically is and isn't in the justice league sometimes depending what canon you're watching or reading he's kind of like that free agent but i mean batman's fucking awesome everybody loves batman it's weird for me uh, going to like a big franchise movie with Superman and well, like, Wonder Woman in it, and I don't see the the Caped Crusader. So you know? I think Batman will always be in it, but do you think they're going to use Flashpoint as a way to get him out? I mean, yeah, we did talk about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, if they're going to try to pull a, a Fox Days of Future Past, that's going to be the way that they do it. You know, go back in time, recast all these characters, just, you know, maybe maybe keep the, the cast that worked and get rid of the ones that didn't. Maybe they kind of use Flashpoint as a kind of maybe a way to threaten Jared Leto. Just be like, hey, man, we want you to accept this check and continue in the movies. And if we don't, we want you to go ahead and read Flashpoint and we want you to know how easy it is to replace you, and we'll just give this money to somebody else. So uh, maybe, like we said, those dollars dollar signs are enough to convince people to stay on the franchise, but maybe not for Ben Affleck. It's like I said, that guy makes uh, award-winning movies. He he, I don't think he needs Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers needs him. Yeah, and, and totally, I totally agree. And I just think you know, you know, we don't have, we only have Aquaman in December of next year. Like, how long can you keep someone in a role waiting around for their movie before they're like, you know what, I can't wait yeah. on this anymore? Um, and he may just be like, I'm tired of waiting, and and you won't let me do what I want to do, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. And- I do I do have to say, all of this news is very exciting to talk about, whether some of it is foreboding or not, because when we do get to our usually we, when we get to our Marvel sections of our of our news segments, you know, there's cool stuff to talk about. But I feel like there's never a whole lot of drama rolling around over there in the MCU. Maybe that's for good. Maybe it's for bad. Who knows what's going to happen rolling forward? But at least when we have a nice chunk of DC news, at least we can just kind of like extrapolate and just throw stuff around and see what sticks on the wall. That's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and it's it's 
it's it's we don't know what's going to come true and what's not going to come true, and that's the best part because you know we come look at the, listen to these shows in a year, we're we're totally wrong. So if you're listening <laughs> to this show within like not within two weeks, we're saying about it, we're probably wrong on most of this yeah. stuff. Now I mean, anyway. what are we supposed to do? We have to wait till uh, December <laughs> to see the next movie, so we yeah. got to do something. That's right. So that's our DCEU movie convolution news. But now we've got some more <laughs> DC stuff to talk about. We're not done yet. Ooh. Because we have a Shazam movie coming out. They think that is the next movie to be under production uh, after Aquaman. Uh, or dirt, like while Aquaman's done. Like it's the next one to be done. And uh, they say that the characters of Billy Batson and Shazam will be played by separate actors. Are you familiar with the Shazam myth- mythology? Well, yeah, Billy Batson is a is a kid and Shazam's an adult, so doesn't that make sense to me, right? <laughs> it, it totally makes sense. A lot of people were saying they're going to take like the Marvel approach where they oh, God. did the no, Captain be... America and like made him skinny the whole movie. That'd and, be so expensive. <laughs> but, and, and, more, and the director's like, no, like that that makes no sense. Like, yeah, they can use it for, like, a few scenes, but we, we have a whole movie of this. So, um, for me, that's fine. I think I think that's great The confirmation that they're not thinking about trying to do some sort of gimmick or trick to, mm-hmm. to make it work. So, um, that's fine. I don't know who they're going to get to play Shazam. And, and, you know, it's sad that The Rock's Black Adam may not be in it. So, <laughs> so I, I will say this real quick. Uh, we'll keep on this for just a second. Um I don't think this would be a good casting decision, but I am trying to find a way to mentally work John Cena into a franchise somewhere. Just because I've really been digging John Cena lately, but I do not I'm not really a fan of professional wrestling. So I just I need him to join a franchise. I need him to join something that I already watch so I can just kind of double down on my fandom for him. Cuz the only reason I like him now is because he's like on the internet. He's basically like a living meme out there right now, and he's like so nice and positive and he like does so many good things out there for kids like I, I just I need some studio to throw a bunch of money at him and make him a superhero so I can at least see him on the big screen. He's just so nice. Yeah, I mean, you've been on this kick all week, uh, and, <laughs> and, and you could totally put him in there. I don't know. I think if it was a fun, lighthearted movie, it might work, but I don't think he has the charisma The Rock has. Oh, but, I mean, could you like ima- could you imagine if he was Shazam? I can't even really visualize it in my head right now. I, I don't think it really works. To me, it's, it's if, like some could, sort of Saturday Night Live thing they do. Like, to me, like but, that's all I'm playing like in a, my head. Yeah, like, imagine, like, John Cena in a cape fighting um, fighting The Rock in a leotard. I think that's pretty... I mean, I would buy that ticket, whether the movie was good or not. Well, I'd just go watch some old WWF tapes or something <laughs> and see, see them do Maybe I am a fan of professional wrestling. Costumes, big buff guys fighting. Maybe I maybe I just need to uh, dabble in that <laughs> world a little bit. Unbelievable, dramatic storylines. Yeah, you got this, man. You're totally, <laughs> you're totally on board. So, uh, yeah, so Shazam, we need some casting news uh, and, and see what's going on there. But I guess that's the next movie to be underway. So uh, this is a, a new character to dip into. I'm down with that. Let's let's get into it. Good luck, everybody. Yes, Justice League Dark is still in the works as well. Um, they can't call it Dark Universe anymore. Uh, <laughs> Universal stole that and ruined it into the ground with the first movie. Uh, the Mummy. But um, So apparently the executives of Warner Brothers want to go back to work on the script because they're underwhelmed with the director's pitches from Justice League Dark. <laughs> and that was early this week, but now they've gone and said they've hired John Spates, who wrote Doctor Strange, to write the film. So um, it, I think, you know, Justice League Dark deals with supernatural, horror, you know, magic stuff. This guy had a hit with Doctor Strange. I, I think it, the stars might align for it maybe a little bit better than, I'm, than before. I'm, 
I'm telling you, this is the gambit of the D of the DCEU. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But do you think they're actually going to call it Justice League Dark? I feel like that's a little on the nose. I feel like maybe they should switch it up a little bit. Maybe like call it like Dark Justice or Dark League or something. I think they got to be a little bit more clever with the well, title. I, do, I think so. I think so as well. Um, because they also have the animated movie that just came out, I think, this year called Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to prevent any confusion, uh, they'd probably have to switch that up a little bit. So I, I think that the title will change, but until then, until they even have a script, Mike, we got to call it Justice League Dark. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pulling for Dark Justice. I think that's a cool title. Okay. Well, on on, the, on that realm, another animated movie uh, in the works. We just talked about the that one. Um, the next one is called Batman Gotham by Gaslight, and we have a eight-minute sneak peek here, but you can see... Click on it and watch some of the stuff. It looks a lot like the animated series, if I was to be honest, uh, which is cool. But it's also set in what's called the Elseworld stories. Um, it was a one-shot comic written where it's the 1800s and Batman is in, like, Sherlock Holmes era times. And he's fighting, uh-huh. Mike. Who's he fighting? <laughs> he's fighting Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, because that's what everybody wants to fight back then. Yeah, so. we, we were ta- we were rapping a little bit before we started recording the show. It's just like, why do they always pick Jack the Ripper? Was he just like the only buddy killing people back in the day? I mean, like, you just invent a new person. No one's going to be like, I don't remember that person murdering yeah. people back before uh, people invented cars. <laughs> this fake Batman <laughs> guy has to fight real characters from, from history. No, not really. But, I mean, it's like a steampunk kind of Batman. Um, if yeah. If you know steampunk stuff... You'll probably recognize the story. Um, it was a big hit, and and I I knew Gotham by Gaslight by name before I even saw this, but I, it looks yeah. a lot like the animated show to me, and and that that was really cool to see. Man, we are just totally fetishizing Jack the Ripper. That's all I'm saying. Like, can you imagine this dude, like, back in the day, just, like, murdering, like, a bunch of chicks, and then he's just like, I wonder if in the future they'll make cartoons about me. <laughs> what if his name's and, not even and, Jack, and he's just so <laughs> mad because, he, like, he's like, they'll never figure it out. They didn't even get my goddamn name right. Yeah, no, it's John the Ripper. John the Ripper is what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, so Gotham, I guess, you can watch the preview and check it out. That's their next animated movie uh, in the works. So if you're into the animated DC universe, I hear good things occasionally. Um, check it out. There's that. Also on the TV front, Titans has made another casting announcement with the actress Anna Diop, who was in 24 Legacy, as the character Starfire. Now, I'm not as fam- I know who Starfire is. I don't know what she does, Mike. Can you tell me a little bit about Starfire from your Teen Titans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the that's the only way I really know her is from the Teen Titans TV show. I believe, I'm sure uh, people will be quick to correct me. I believe she is technically an alien from another planet. Um, you know, she flies around, she kind of like shoots energy out of her hands. At least the way she was portrayed in the Teen Titans cartoon show she was kind of like a weird kind of like fish out of water where she kind of had this weird cadence of the way she talks she didn't really understand what pizza was or why people ate it you know kind of like funny stuff like that so um i don't know if that's the direction they're going to take here uh but i mean as i guess as long as it's a it's a chick that's all that really matters they're not like gender flipping the character so yeah just cast any woman out there that can do it i think this is making a, a more news because uh she's african-american where i think most of the time starfire has been portrayed as like white but i well, she's I think, orange 
<laughs> yeah, I guess she is technically orange if she was an alien. But uh, I think the the bigger question is, are they going to dress her more conservatively than if you go ahead and you Google Starfire out there? They drew her in a lot of skimpy clothes back in the day. So hopefully maybe they're a little bit more progressive on a streaming service and they kind of like uh, cover her up a little bit more, give her a little bit more dignity. But we'll have we'll have to wait and see what the, what they do. But I don't know. It is like it's streaming. Maybe they do want to make all of these characters like and, and put 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 Nightwing or Robin or whatever he's going to be in a speedo. That's how we're going to get people subscribed to this DC streaming service that nobody knows about. We're just going to have all of our characters like half naked teenagers running around beating people up. <laughs> half naked portraying teenagers in different <laughs> colors. I did look, I did do a quick uh, Google search here and her name her real name is Coriander. Um, which I believe is some sort of spice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what they call cilantro over in the UK. Yeah, so uh, Coriander is her real name, and she apparently has like on and off relationships with uh, Robin. So mm-hmm. that's probably. And how, what, how 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 skimpy are those outfits in the image search? Like, if you could, if if, if ten seen, was like the skimpiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen swimsuits cover more than this. On, on people, so. <laughs> Um, they definitely uh, over-sexualize this alien with orange skin and bright red <laughs> slash orange hair. So um, hopefully they color her up properly. I know a lot of people were up in arms over Deadpool uh, coloring her wrong. So I, I don't care. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't I know don't. the character that well. I mean, I, I guess making Gamora green in Guardians of the Galaxy kind of works just because they're on a movie budget. But it's hard for me to imagine on a TV budget that they're going to paint her orange for every episode. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're probably just going to leave her skin color natural just Kinda because like I mean like Supergirl does with Martian Manhunter. Yeah, but he's not like in every episode, right? He's just kind of I think he is, but I think he stays in his human form. Yeah, so th- yeah. that's kind of how they get around it. Yeah, Greg Berlanti, he's not going to he's not going to pay he's not going to pay to paint that woman up every episode. I don't I don't think he's in charge of this one actually. I, I think I think this is a separate show, so um, we'll have to. We'll have, I think he. I think he might be, but we'll we'll wait and see. Oh, I'm I'm gonna Google it right now, Mike. Because oh man, I'm I'm doing it because I want to prove a point. Because he said he was done with shows. Um, Greg Berlanti's not done with shows. He's he's the reason the CW is still around. If Greg Berlanti didn't come around and save the CW, they wouldn't even have these streaming apps, and they wouldn't even have these live action shows. So I think they I think they owe that guy a whole lot. So I I would imagine that they they would need him. If they were going to be making like a brand new show on this oh, streaming service, it's Akiva. Well, I guess Berlanti is in there. Yeah, you got me. Told you, man. You can't. You can't get that guy. You can't get that guy dipping out of stuff. Yeah, it's it's mostly done by Akiva Goldsman and Jeff Johns. Uh, they, they were the first two names to pop up. So yeah, he, he's a busy man. He he he's just he's half in on. Most he he of does stuff. stuff. So there we go. <laughs> Lastly, our last DC news here. We're about forty minutes in, and we, we're still talking DC. <laughs> Lots of DC stuff. That's there. right. Uh, apparently, um, Lex Luthor uh, has been cut from the Justice League film due to the the upcoming tweaks and changes from Joss Whedon. So. Ooh, Joss Whedon. He's 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 throwing down that band hammer. I kind of forgot that. Um, I forget the actor's name. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg and Lex Luthor were even going to be in it. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, yeah, they did add that scene in the special edition of Batman v Superman where he was talking with um, the villain, yeah. Steppenwolf. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I guess he had his he had his moment in the last movie, and it didn't work out well. So I, I'm guessing Joss Whedon comes in and be like, "Hey, th- he really sucked in the last movie. Let's just get him out of here." I don't think I think I think they're like, "Well, we don't need this plot point kind of thing." Well, probably more so well, than the act like a personal vendetta against the yeah, character. Well, I'm I'm gonna backtrack just for a second. He was 
misplace and misuse in the movie. It's, I, I think Jesse Eisenberg performed that performance spot on. It just wasn't needed in that movie. It was it was an entertaining character, just in the wrong movie. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. We'll have to see when this movie eventually lands. We'll probably never hear any official facts or, or actually like, you know, confirmation of what was going on uh, behind the scenes, I, much like Rogue One, but <laughs> I think it's going to be a long episode when we talk about Justice League in yeah, December. <laughs> it, it's going to be, uh, I am, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So I, I know some people aren't, but I, de- I definitely am. Um, you said you meant we're going to watch Deadpool this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. we've got some Deadpool 2 news. Actor Eddie Marzen, uh, from the show Ray Donovan. You'll have to Google him. I, I, I know what he looks like, but I, I couldn't tell you how to describe him. Uh, has a role in the film apparently. All right. Um, but also actor, we, I, there's a video I don't have a link to cause I think it was taken down. Um, actor Julian Dennison from Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, is on set and he's possibly playing a character called Gold Balls. <laughs> yeah, Ormondo. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would assume if this character is indeed Gold Balls, I would hope that uh, Ryan Reynolds slash Deadpool would have something to say about that name, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the point is, like, his Gold Balls name, he, he can produce these gold balls of different sizes from any part of his body, and they uh-huh. emit the sound poink every time they hit something. <laughs> so, like, they bounce. All right. Uh, so it's really weird. So he, he had that look, but there's also a character called Mondo, um, who has affiliation with Black Tom Cassidy, which we believe is the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the ability to uh, take on like the matters of organic or inorganic material. He comes in touch with like the absorbing man we saw in Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so, but like the scene, like he was pointing at Deadpool, like they broke him out of this mutant prison truck. It looked like so. Uh, he had like a suit on. It looked like maybe one of these characters. So, hmm. all right. Uh, we couldn't get any confirmation. The guy was really far away on the video and like zoomed in, so it was very hard to <laughs> to make out full details. But whatever. If, if anything, you know, uh, I know we'd love to see gold balls, but it's probably <laughs> going to be Mondo if if I was the betting man. So, all right. Uh, the silver and black movie that we. <laughs> okay, well we have a we have a Sony war cry now apparently, yeah. and then, I was getting ready for that one, man. <laughs> um, Norman Osborn slash Green Goblin is to have a presence in the film, which if it's Sony's left left up to it, they're gonna put him in every fucking movie they can. <laughs> so I mean, do do we think I, we need another Green Goblin Osborn already, or I, save it for Marvel? I just want my ultimate universe Green Goblin. I love that version of the Green Goblin. I just don't know if it's because his character was designed really well on those pages and he just looked really intimidating. I just kind of like the kind of like orc look to him. It's just kind of like a, a more intelligent and conniving kind of scary looking Hulk, mm-hmm. you know? So I just kind of like the idea of maybe Spider-Man kind of fighting that. I guess maybe it was also possibly like kind of a Jekyll and Hyde situation there with Norman Osborn in those on those pages as well but I want to I want to see if they can make that goblin work we've seen we've seen the glider you know uh, we we've we've seen different variations of it uh, so I think if you bring Norman Osborn back you kind of got to go with that ultimate universe version I, I think so as well it's simply because it's different and then the last one they kind of lean that way but they didn't fully it was so it was so bad what was that kid's name dane dehan that oh god he looked so weird in that makeup. yeah yeah. (laughs) and so i mean i'm looking at my ultimate universe poster i have in my room right now in my office where we record and there's the green goblin and his like gobliny smile and like his little horns and spikes and stuff and he's so scary he's pretty scary and he he was really good in the ultimate spider-man cartoon show um that, Mm -hmm. that just went off the air 
and he has such a rich history with Peter Parker in that, like, 100 and something comic books, 160 comic books of Norman Osborn versus Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe, and, and it's, they've got a lot to pull from, and hopefully they save it for Marvel, because even then, if you, uh, did you ever read Secret Invasion um, in, in the Marvel event comics? I'm, I'm familiar with it. At the end of the day, they considered Norman Osborn the savior of the world. Um, so if they're mm. leaning towards Skrull invasion, Norman Osborn could take a place as a, a large villain in the MCU later on, in, a, in Phase 5 maybe. Yeah, so. come on, Sony, you're losing lots of money on that emoji movie. You're, you're going to need to pool in with Marvel. And, and, <laughs> and your your poor Dark Tower representation. We <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just just give it all to Marvel. Sell it to Marvel. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Let's let them do it. You Step away from this. All the colors that you want to do, get away from <laughs> Just back away. That's right. But Marvel's not done yet. On TV, they have a Runaways show coming out on Hulu on November 21st, and the first reactions are full of glowing praise, Mike. Finally. Wow. Positive reviews for a TV show um, that that isn't in humans. So, um, I mean... I, I'm I'm surprised uh, just because I've I've heard good rumors also about the other Marvel TV show, The Gifted, for Fox. I think I came across an article of like the the top ten TV shows to look out for, and I was very surprised to see that on there, just because I've been kind of underwhelmed by those trailers. And I think so far we only have one kind of teaser trailer for Runaways, so and that's it, just kind it was of leaked even. So I don't even yeah, know if it's official. Yeah, so we don't really know 100% what's going on there. But I think Runaways might be effective because it's on a streaming service. You know, you don't have to worry about all that broadcast nonsense. And also, it's just a unique story. You know, we're we're looking at heroes and villains from a, a new perspective, and I think that could work out well, well for them. Well, I think the key factor here is ten episodes, Mike. As we saw in the Defenders, eight episodes was really easy to digest. They were able to tell a very good story without any filler. And mm-hmm. ten episodes with all these, like, I think, five or six main characters on Runaways, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good for them, a nice even number, not 23-episode season like regular TV. <laughs> um, streaming tends to have the right number, and I, I'm, I'm definitely on board with ten episodes of seasons this fall. So, knock on wood, they do some good stuff, and, and I hear this, this, this praise keeps going. Like get on yeah, that hype train that's awesome. for it. That's awesome. Let's get ready. Speaking of Netflix, since we just talked to the Defenders, we got they finally released some statistics on um, the the shows leading up to the Defenders. Um, Ooh, they, whenever that happens, that's that's news. That's, they don't let any of that stuff go. They don't. They, we don't even know what their number one show was. Um, they don't even give you that stuff. So here, here we're gonna. I'm gonna give it to you, and and you kind of you let me know what you think as we go. Right. So the majority of viewers in the the Netflix Marvel universe start with Jessica Jones now. Well, I I would that's surprising. I would assumed it would be a Daredevil, but that's awesome for Jessica Jones. I think I think word of mouth on Jessica Jones is easier, and I think a lot of women like Jessica Jones. Um, I do have an example of my friend Jeremy. His wife uh, started watching was what we told her to watch Jessica Jones. She didn't believe me and her husband because we were men. My wife told her it was good. She watched it and really enjoyed it. So um, I wonder if maybe it's the it's the star power there. You know, you got. Um, you got Kristen Ritter, who's a familiar face. She is David one Tennant. of two broke girls. Yeah, Dave, David, uh, David Tennant. That's a that's a familiar face. Um, Doctor Who. Yep. Uh, Doctor Who. Uh, it's only one season. You know, if you started with Daredevil, you'd have to watch two seasons to be mm. fully caught up. So I, I could kind of see why that's that's working out there for Jessica Jones. Yeah, and, and the thing, the good thing about Jessica Jones, it doesn't rely on you watching Daredevil to lead into it. So um, that was definitely a plus, I think, on on his behalf. Uh, a lot of people watch Narcos, Black Mirror, or The Walking Dead, which leads into them watching Luke Cage. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> um, which I was like, that's kind of weird. 
Yeah. Um, also, a Dave Chappelle comedy special is the main lead-in for Iron Fist. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's, uh, okay. I don't know why that is. Hold on. We laughed too hard. Let's bring it back down to where we're mad at things again. Uh, <laughs> okay. So so there's that. Uh, also, a fun fact, a lot of people will watch um, Luke Cage and then Iron Fist and Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, but not Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, even though he was introduced there first. Oh wow! Okay, so that's that's some really weird viewing habits people have on this show. Like, you mm-hmm. think this would all make sense uh, on Netflix, but streaming services, way over people's heads. I think. Um, <laughs> and now we have what are called taste communities. Netflix. Oh, I I don't I've never heard that phrase before in my life. So a taste community is like a lot of things. Like people who watch one show will watch these other shows. Um, okay. So like they have like two hundred and something taste different taste communities. They've they've compiled off of people watching stuff. Okay. Um, so in Luke Cage's taste community are shows such as Stranger Things and Easy. Uh, okay. Have you watched? We've watched Stranger Things. Have you seen Easy? Uh, Easy. Yes. It, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sex in it. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and Luke Cage has sex with a lot of things. That's right. Iron Fist. Uh, the same people like to watch Grace and Frankie. <laughs> Thirteen Reasons Why and the One Hundred. Oh, Grace and Frankie, that is the furthest thing I would associate with Iron Fist because it's Grace a, and Frankie is about two old, basically two old broads trying to struggle with the fact that their husbands fell in love with each other. Oh, okay. Is it a comedy? It's a good, is it a, it's a good show, yeah. It's a, it's actually a really funny, good show. I would recommend Grace and Frankie to anybody out there that just kind of wants like a, a, a good kind of unique comedy to laugh at. You don't even have to be elderly to like it. I mean, like, I'm in my 20s and I, I think those old ladies are hilarious. So, But it's just weird that those are in the taste community i could kind of maybe see 13 reasons 13 reasons why because you know that's a big that's really that's really popular with the kids these days and the kids they like superheroes right sure but, why man, not? Uh, all right <laughs> so uh a lot of jessica jones community includes they like master of none and okay. orange is a new black okay i could see orange is a new black strong female-led show Ma- strong female-led show master of none strikes me as self-deprecating humor so i think that oh. kind of ties in with jessica jones Okay, yeah. Um, so that, and then Daredevils includes people who watch Friends, Bloodline, <laughs> and Breaking Bad. All right, Friends. I, I, is, is Friends? Yeah, yeah, Friends on Netflix. That's kind of a, I think that's a relatively new addition in the grand scheme of Netflix. Um, but yeah, okay, Friends, sure. <laughs> and then lastly, only a small percentage of users have watched all four shows. Whoa, you people need to step, well... Actually, no, they don't need to step it up because uh, that means you have to watch Iron Fist. And we have been telling everybody, just skip it. So, yeah, you kind of got to watch Iron Fist to watch it all. Yep. Um, it's, it's like a Pokemon situation, Mike. You got to collect them all. <laughs> I wish you could unlock achievements on Netflix for, like, yes, I watched all of these episodes kind of thing. Like, uh, you were the so badge cool. of honor. Like, I sat through, through all of Marvel's Netflix and Defenders and stuff like that. So. Yeah, like trophies. Like, I've streamed this many minutes. Give me a trophy. I think that uh, that's a little unfair because you can just leave it on and walk away. Uh, no, they ask you if you're if you're still watching. That's that's true. But I, I think, like, completionist, like, the completionist in me was like, yeah, we watched this show. Or, yeah, I watched this show five times. Like, I'm a, I'm a super fan kind of thing. So, uh, Well, I, I learned about taste communities today. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, everyone, so I wonder what taste community I fall under. That's what I really <laughs> want to know. So, Netflix, tell me, tell me what I'm in. Oh, I got to yeah. know. Uh, ABC, on the other end of Marvel, I think ABC's got a huge stake in Marvel now. Um, they're going to be focusing on more female-skewed shows going forward on things. Right. So hopefully Agent Carter Season 3 is what I'm hoping for. All right. Or, like, maybe a TV movie. Um, also, uh, they're working on a Jessica Jones-esque project, which I think might be Spider-Woman slash Jessica Drew. 
Oh, wow. Okay. For, for um, Not necessarily for TV, because ABC is obviously working on the Hulu show, and um, I believe the Freeform shows as well, so mm-hmm. uh, they definitely have some place there. And they talked about the show New Warriors, which is a Squirrel Girl-led show, will be a comedy-style show, but not office-style comedy, and which was kind of an elbow jab at uh, Powerless. So they were oh, like, okay. They were like, we, we don't need that. Like, we just want yeah. funny shows. Yeah, I have, I have a few thoughts here real quick. Um, Spider-Woman, awesome idea. I would be very curious how you're going to p- portray web-slinging on a TV budget she, just because... She, she doesn't web-sling? Uh, common she, misconception. She, she doesn't web-sling? She, she's, not, she's not a spider power per- She has different powers. She's, like, got pheromones. She's a spy. She can, mm. um, she's got, like, a sting blast. She doesn't do any web-swinging. I thought she did. Maybe in a different. Does she in the Ultimate Universe? Uh, yes. That that's Ultimate Spider Woman is a clone of Peter Parker. Okay. Uh, in the main universe, Jessica Drew, she's a spy who uh, gained some spider powers through some like experimentation on her. Gotcha. I was gonna say because uh, web slinging that's pretty CG heavy, so I don't know if that's T. I don't know if that's TV budget ready quite yet. But uh, the second thing I would bring up, uh, the female-centric side of things, that might hold a lot of credence just because recently Shonda Rhimes, who is basically the powerhouse of like ABC Thursday nights, she has made so many hit shows for ABC. She just got poached by Netflix, which is a huge TV deal out there. Like Shonda Rhimes, like like she makes like Grey's Anatomy, How to How to Get Away with Murder, um, Scandal. She she's making like big big heavy hitting shows over at abc and they just lost her to netflix so uh all all of those audiences there are very female driven so it makes sense that abc is just like we don't want to lose that audience but we lost shonda so we got to make this other stuff work so we'll, we'll see how it works out for them okay yeah um definitely so but yeah just just to clarify lastly while i'm, while I'm still here, it is the regular marvel universe spider woman not the ultimate so if anyone okay. wants to look that up she is <laughs> she is not like spider-man whatsoever despite the name being very similar so so we'll go yeah, that's that. gonna that's not gonna disappoint anybody when they turn their tv on <laughs> well if they call it jessica drew aka spider woman it, it might work out but we'll, we'll yeah. see Ooh. uh so inhumans hits theater this friday finally <sighs> imax imax only not any regular theaters i've had a lot of people ask me it's not showing at regular theaters. It's an IMAX presentation only since they footed the bill for You nervous? For no. You getting nervous, man? <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm, I'm moving houses. I got to find out. I'm more nervous about when am I going to see it rather than <laughs> if I'm going to see it. You got too many other things to worry about right now. I do. I I've got actual, like, problems. So, <laughs> uh, so it'll be in theaters for one or two weeks. This is not a full-length run. The theater has a choice on which one they're going to do one or two weeks. So if you don't get it the first week, you may not get to see it until it hits the TV on September 29th. So um, totally understand, though. That's fine. Uh, if you don't want to pay for it and watch it on TV, I totally get it. Um, <laughs> but also they released a, a character uh, a character poster for Lockjaw, the family dog, in honor of National Dog Day this weekend. <laughs> and I like, I like the look of Lockjaw here. He looks happy. He looks fun. He makes me feel happy about the show. Well, I mean, when you look at this dog outside of the context of other characters, it just looks like a picture of a normal dog. Yes. So. <laughs> but you have to recognize he is like five and a half, six feet tall and can kill four <laughs> people. So um, I, I enjoyed this picture of the dog. And I think at some theaters they're giving out certain posters, like hand-drawn posters of, for the uh-huh. show. So if you do get in early enough, you might get a poster. So Good luck. Good, good luck, everybody. Good luck. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see it. I want people to know your reviews. Please tell us. 
I want to know. I don't care if it crushes my soul. Just I want, <laughs> be honest. I want to know. Uh, I got. I, you I, can't I, handle the truth, Chris. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's fine. My, it's fine. I I get my one show. I get my one thing, and if it's not the best, I'll. I'll live. So. But that's okay, because we get to look forward to Thor Ragnarok this fall, and I'm very excited about Thor Ragnarok. Um, I've been able to pick up the initial six set of six Thor Ragnarok pops um, this week. They're starting to hit stores. You can get them at like, Hot Topic and stuff like that, uh, or your local comic book store if you're lucky. Um, and there is a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 connection, and I don't. everyone said it might be a spoiler. I don't think it is. Um, but it involves the Grandmaster, if you want to know, Mike. You can say yes or no, and I was going to leave this up to your discretion. Well, I was just going to... I'll guess, and you just let me know if this is right at all. Go um, right ahead. I would have just assumed that it would have been that montage in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when they kind of jump between different planets very quickly and that, and that warp speed or whatever they're doing, and they kind of skip across a couple different planets. I just assume one of those planets was like the war planet or something like that, and that was the connection. That is not the connection. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. You want, you want a yes or no, Mike? Uh, I... Don't spoil it for me, man. i got to wait till November. Okay, well, there is a connection possibly which could actually tie back to the first Guardians of the Galaxy and, and, and kind of explain a lot of things. Um, so if anybody wants to know, it has to do with, with character relations and what's going on there. So um, Wait, I think I might know what it is. I think I saw a bit of concept art recently that showed the Collector and the Grandmaster like palling around. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, they, they are elders of the universe, so yes, they <laughs> would be together. But there's a character in Guardians 2... That ties in all this. Uh, okay. Well, we'll wait and see. But yeah, okay. I, I kind of, I kind of expected those two to be palling around in the movie a little bit. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, um, uh, the guy who plays Ben Benicio, I don't think he's in Ragnarok. We'll uh, see, Chris. We'll see. But, he, but they are in fact related, aka siblings, to this elders of the universe, um, higher power being whatever they decide uh, okay. to be in the movies. Uh, Chris over ahead. here acting like you know everything. Look, I, I've got I've got information, Mike, and I'm just trying <laughs> to decide if you want it or not, so you don't get mad at me later. So, oh. um, but that's fine. So if you guys want to know, message me, tweet me, Valdan. I will direct message you so Mike doesn't see it um, on on Twitter. There's that. There are some set photos from Avengers Four. I got I got to get you to look at Mike. Avengers Four. Whoa, Chris. It's currently you filming. Jump, you're, you're jumping way forward here. We I, haven't even seen the. We're one. We're one movie behind. We're we several movies <laughs> behind at this point. But yes, they are filming Avengers four right now, and we have a close up of Tony Stark's reactor um, in form, not just guesstimation, coming up here. And people say it looks a little alien, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, it almost looks like uh, since it's very close up, you don't really have a whole lot of scale going on here. It almost just looks like those like enamel pins that you know the kids are putting on their backpacks and collars and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it, it almost it didn't really look three dimensional to me. It kind of just looked like a flat piece of metal, you know. Yeah, and the designs are way more intricate than the normal one he wears. Like it's normally very clean, very like mm -hmm. you see what it is this one's got like some alien maybe on the outsides you think hmm. maybe rocket fashioned one up for him that's actually kind of what i was thinking off the top of my head but also it's in tony's chest it, it doesn't look like it's in a suit and we kind of talked about this with set photos for the previous movie we had a whole iron man movie that ended with him ceremoniously taking out his reactor 
somehow it ends up back in his body. I don't know if they're just going to make him get sick again. Maybe he gets more shrapnel in his body. I just, I'm trying to figure out how they organically and naturally write this reactor back into our hero, you know? So I don't know. Or maybe he, it's not inside of his body. Maybe he just carries it around with him and it's better to have it on his person than to have it attached to his suit. So he kind of always got it ready. I don't know, man. There's lots of questions here. A lot of questions, definitely for sure. But it ties into the second photo taken at the same time which he has like a very i don't know like it's like a homemade slash maybe alien wristwatch going on with a countdown timer on it yeah it's like an alien it's like like a like a punk cyberpunk alien like yeah timer watch so thing. It, it definitely i see the timer on it and it doesn't match the one from civil war where he he, he creates the armor out of it so i don't think mm-hmm. it's tied to this i think maybe and this is a way balls out there answer or I guess the theory is that maybe he's on the time gym in this reactor. Oh, and, and I mean it is it's it is green. It's green, and the watch is to maybe show him that, or maybe and, and he's able to kind of go through time. Whoa, whoa, you're throwing a lot on me here, man. I'm trying to. Okay, I mean time travel in our MCU. I mean we kind of mentioned it that it could well, be possible. It did happen Infinity in Doctor Strange. Gauntlet. That Infinity Gauntlet could reverse things. I was kind of guessing, my theory was, I guess, slightly more grounded, where somehow Tony ends up in space with a suit. Um, the suit gets destroyed and mangled, and just him and Rocket kind of have to team up in a workshop and maybe build a suit together. So maybe that watch somehow incorporates with uh, with his new space suit or something like that, but... We'll have to wait and see. This is kind of cool. That I, this is uh, this is what I missed about Marvel. I missed about kind of looking at these little secrets and trying to extra- extrapolate it out really far. Now we're getting really close to kind of like that end timeline that they gave us years ago, and you know it's kind of fun to start uh, theorizing. Yeah, I definitely think it's fun. And it, worst case scenario, that watches maybe a countdown timer to something bad happens. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, my I, another theory is maybe Doctor Strange put the Earth on a time loop at the end of Avengers three. And, they, oh. and like only a certain people are out of it, so they have to go move stuff around the world to make sure they beat Thanos when he arrives at the end. I don't know. It's all. all right. I mean, I'm 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 stuck in time travel, but I definitely know we have the ability to time travel from someone who knows how to use it. So all right, all right, we're, we're with that. Uh, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna talk. We got some Star Wars things here for you, Mike. Ooh, I like Star Wars. Yeah. Do you like Star Wars, Chris? It's okay, I guess. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Battlefront uh, lately with one of our listeners, Jacob. So, Jacob, thanks for playing Battlefront with me. I, I do appreciate that. Um, new vehicles have been released, revealed for Star Wars. One of them's the ATM6, the all-terrain mega caliber six, named for the big gun off the back of its back. Um, I thought it had, like, a broken leg or something, uh, but yeah. apparently it does, like, a <laughs> simian-style gait to stabilize the gun on its back. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, um, these apparently dwarf the uh, regular AT-AT walkers, um, and uh, look like they, they pack a little more p- firepower, and I assume we saw these on that planet uh, with the red dust uh, on the trailer. So Yeah, yeah. hopefully they may- maybe they're not just doing uh, more Force Awakens where it's just like, hey, let's make the Death Star bigger. Let's just make <laughs> everything bigger. Uh, hopefully there's uh, some cooler stuff happening You here. like that scene from Empire Strikes Back? Well, here it is again in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but instead of white snow, it's going to be red snow. Yeah, that's right. Instead of... Uh, oh, like... no. Is that actually going to happen? <laughs> well, that, that was my thought. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll definitely have uh, to see. I'm worried, man. I think it's going to parallel it quite a bit. 
Uh, lastly is the Star Wars The First Order's Dreadnought, which is a big old ship, and it's got looks like it's got a little weenie down there sticking out down <laughs> at the bottom. I, I have to say, the, um, the term Dreadnought is very cool. I don't really know historically what it is, what it actually means, but it, it sounds like something that's very intimidating. And this thing just kind of looks like a slice of – it looks like a Dorito a little bit. Uh, but I've never seen a Dorito it, this flat. I've, I've eaten my fair <laughs> share of Doritos. But it looks it looks pretty intimidating. That that kind of thin, that spoiler that it's got on the back mm-hmm. there seems like to be a very big deck. So probably got a lot of uh, a lot of first order people. Big in there. big deck on there. Uh, the cannon <laughs> off the bottom is also for orbital bombardments. They'll do that um, to planets before they send the first order down to to finish clean up the remains. So right. it looks like it could stand its own in some battles there. So it's a big old ship. Looking forward to seeing that on screen when it, when it hits later this fall. I guess winter December. Yeah. There's right. that. Uh, we got our first, uh, not our first, another behind-the-scenes image from Han Solo today with director Ron Howard and Donald Glover wrapping his shooting. Uh, what we can glean from this is kind of maybe Donald Glover's um, facial hair, how he's going to have it Yeah, in the movie. He's, he's got the hair, he's got the part, he's got the mustache, he looks like him. He looks like young Han Solo, or young, um, uh, I lost it, it's not Han Solo. La- La- Lando. Lando, there we go. So uh, it's even right here at the bottom. But I like how his hashtag untitled Han Solo movie. Uh, so they're, they're really keeping that under wraps for us. Ron Howard kind of seems like the stepdad in this, like the stepdad in this scenario. Like the like the 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 mom divorced the divorced the dad. Stepdad came in. Now is taking pictures with the kids. Yeah, he's like you know, you're not my you're not my family. Like you're not. I'm not your first part of the family, but I still love you just the same. So yeah, it does feel weird. It does feel weird, doesn't it? Um, but that's okay. It looks everybody looks happy. That'll be fine. Do um, you think we'll get the first trailer in time for eight? <laughs> Mate, I hope so. I hope so. You think, little, that, want, you think that's when they'll launch it with the first trailer with the, I, the new Star Wars movie or beforehand? I, I want a little bit. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the third actual Star Wars movie is going to be in May, not next year, the following year, right? Right, and Han Solo is May of next year. Gotcha. So, yeah, they're going to have to have something soon then. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be hard to sell Star Wars tickets, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> It um, never has been. <laughs> no. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, we actually get Avengers 4, like, almost a full month before it. Um, oh, they're in man. the same month. But uh, Avengers 3. So, well, in the next year would be Avengers 4 and Star Wars 9. Uh, but um, we usually won't get any trailer for that till October. <laughs> so, I'm feeling, I'm feeling November, November range for the new trailer. Start praying to your Holy Spirits, whatever higher power you believe in, to just... Have them just make it till 2020. You gotta, you gotta make it a couple more years to finish all this out. That's right. We gotta, we gotta see it through. There's no other way. That Obi Wan Kenobi movie we talked about last week has a working title, which kind of caught me off guard a little quick. They're called the Joshua Tree, um, which might be a reference to where it's being filmed at. I believe there's a Joshua Tree National Park in SoCal. Yes, uh, uh, it's uh, pretty close to Los Angeles, relatively speaking. Looks like a it's kind of what. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a cool desert. Uh, people go out there to camp. The, um, some people go out there to do recreational drugs. Uh, okay. you know, there's lots of there's lots of there's lots of stuff going out there in Joshua Tree. Well, they also use it as a stand-in for deserts in movies. Yeah, so that are that. filming in California <laughs> and with um, other movies, Captain Marvel and I think another Star Wars movie filming in California. They're talking about maybe Obi Wan's movie will be a stand-in for Tatooine um, in the in the desertness because there are too many desert planets. In Star Wars, Jakku, Tatooine, that's about it. But you know, I can't tell the difference between them. So um, we might see might see Tatooine, or maybe Jakku if if he's raised 
dad. Have we ever consi- have we ever considered that these maybe these planets are so big that like one maybe they're the same planet no. maybe just the people on one side nope. of the planet just haven't made it to the George other side George Lucas yet. very much defines every planet by one geographical feature. All right. Indoor swamps, Hoth is ice, you know, Coruscant is just a city. Like <laughs> very much this, this is a long-standing Star Wars tradition, Mike. We can't break it. We can't all do right, it. All right. Whatever. That's right. On Netflix, again, Stranger Things, apparently season four will be the last season of Stranger Things. I didn't even think they'd make it to four. But So this is, this is actually pretty funny because my wife and I were at lunch today before we started recording the podcast, and we were just talking about this, and I didn't even know that this was news. Um, uh, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like Stranger Things kind of adapted the idea of shorter seasons into shorter series? So, like, if, you know, if you're really, really good at making an awesome eight episodes, why don't you just make an awesome, like, three seasons? Make it, like, the best three seasons of a TV show you've ever made and just wrap it up really nicely. But I guess, you know, they're just going to do it four seasons. I think maybe three would have been better, but, you know, who knows how it goes. But I, I like that there's a definitive ending because I think the biggest worry out there for a lot of people is the first season was just, like, lightning in a bottle. It was so good. How are you going to replicate all of that mystery again? in a second season so they got to do it three more times so let, let, well, let's see if it works i assume this is a three more like one is a standalone lightning in the bottle and they were able to write the next plan the next three out for sure mm-hmm. like because i assume they just wrote the first one, like we don't know if this is going to do any good and they were like we we're just gonna write one and done and now they're able to expand that for three more like you said and that's two three and four so. And I bet they also have to lock those kids down, too. Those kids are the heart and soul of that TV show. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be growing up. They are super famous. Uh, I think uh, – I know at least one of them is going to be in the It movie coming out That's here correct. Yep. In, in a month. So these these kids' careers are going to blow up. So their Netflix is like, we got we to gotta tie these kids to a contract yeah. like now. Yeah, so, so that's – I mean, that's fine with me. Season Four seasons is fine. Uh, like – like you said, you uh, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, and, and maybe they'll kind of uh, get a little extra budget for that last season, and maybe we'll have like some really spectacular effects for the last season. Seven episodes on the last season. More <laughs> budget, perhaps, Game of Thrones style. That's, yeah. that's what we're going to do with it. <laughs> and have them travel super fast. They get from one side of the town to the other side of the town in like a snap of a finger. Those bikes can't go that fast, Mike. We did the science. <laughs> we did the math. <laughs> that's right. And lastly, another TV show that dropped this week on Friday is The Tick uh, on Amazon. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about the pilot, I believe, maybe last fall yeah, or last spring. Ago. I don't know, but they, they filmed it. It's out six episodes, 30 minutes each. Um, not very long, so that's good if, if you're, you're tied for time. Uh, Superfan Jim watched it over the weekend, and he said it was pretty good. So we, we've got oh, good. a recommendation from a fan. I want to watch it. Uh, I will always hold the 2000... I think 2001 series very highly. It's only it's only nine episode season very highly. It's very funny, uh, so I'm really looking forward to see where this one goes. Maybe they didn't miss, make the suit look as weird this time. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, that's it for the news this week, Mike. We we were able to, yeah. to get it out there when I started this. Ooh. When I sat down this morning to do this, I only had the DC stuff, and now I got a whole show, and I love it. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm trying not to panic for the next week, Mike. Talk, <laughs> talk me down. Where can people find you at? People want to know what you're doing. All right. If people want to follow me, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And if you did follow me on Instagram, you would have seen me putting up stories on Friday night and Saturday morning of me making marshmallows. And you don't want to miss that. So follow me at Mike Royer Design. Is the recipe on there? <laughs> um, I can send that out if people really want it. Let's put it in the show um, notes. Send me the link. Let's do it. <laughs> 
And you can uh, you can um, read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, I, I'm going to need you to go ahead and tell people where they can follow you. And I'm literally going to copy and paste this recipe that I have in my uh, text messages. And you can put it in the show notes. Oh, there's not a link. Okay, even better. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I actually pose an interesting question to everyone this morning. Um, oh yeah, you did. That Mike has also copied and pasted into our uh, Instagram feed on uh, Superhero Slate Instagram feed. Um, given the choice of two Blu-rays in this bargain bin, you're given Howard the Duck or Daredevil 2003. Which movie do you pick, and why? <laughs> I have dun, to tell dun, you, dun. I've I have seen some interesting statistics. Um, Instagram people are very much Daredevil fans, uh-huh. um, and Facebook people are Howard the Duck fans through and through. So this is going leaning both ways. Howard the Duck has more votes, but Facebook is a very vocal <laughs> um, platform. So uh, let us know which one you choose. Head over to our Instagram page. Mike will tell you about here in a second. Uh, I think it's Superhero Slate Podcast on Instagram. And uh, and do that. So I posted that. I also think whenever I unpack my pop vinyls, Mike, I might start doing photo shoots. Maybe pop a day pictures. <laughs> I don't know. Photo shoots, yeah. I've got enough to last me quite a while. Maybe I can even do movie sets once. When if I get all the Thor ones before the movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, do, do it, man. People shoot. want to double tap that. Yes, whatever that means. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. You can also read the stuff on comicui.com. You can listen to my other show, Filmside Chats, or check out the DNN on youtube for other videos that i do so got that going on lastly mike people listen to us for the first time they want to know more about us when they want to ask they want to tell us that they choose howard or daredevil where can they find us at well as always please visit superheroslate.com that is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show check out our awesome show notes if you want to see those links to videos and pictures that we were talking about just hit up those show notes right there we have links to uh, the upcoming movie release schedules out there so if you're confused when's this movie coming out when's that movie coming out we got it all on one page for you we, we let you know when it's updated too so you know it's not out of date so you can find us on iTunes YouTube Google Play Music SoundCloud Stitcher Tumblr you can get us right in your email inbox every week and you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and like we said earlier follow us on instagram and you can pick up some superhero slate t-shirts at superhero slate.com slash store if you're a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review dropping us a comment a, a like however you digest the show we just want to hear from you we really love that and if you're a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share with the show with a buddy and we will be here every week even on holiday weekends uh, you know if you're in the united states we got labor day coming up we're, we're still going to give you an episode we're still going to get that at you and it's going to be an extra long weekend so why don't you head on over to superheroslate.com and pick up that <laughs> recipe for those marshmallows this is a, this is a <laughs> much larger recipe than i thought it would be so um, it's it's a it's more of a technique. Do, it's it's a. Do you have an ingredients list to go with it, Mike? Uh, no, I'm not doing all that. You're just gonna have to oh, read man, it. you don't even have it. Okay, well, if, if, we'll we'll see how this plays out. So, uh, <laughs> please let me know if you follow this recipe. <laughs> yeah, please. Good luck. Read it first. Don't don't just don't just jump in at one. Uh, so yeah, that's it for this week, and we'll catch you guys next week, and I'll talk to you then. All right. See you on the flippity floppity. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Good, I'm glad you're not paying attention. <laughs> nope, not really. Well, that's that's about par for the course here.